0: Hey, how you doing? Brian Kane with the Mental Performance Mastery Podcast here. And today we are talking about how your behavior determines what you achieve. Now there's a story that I've heard many speakers tell and people in the personal development space, and I don't know if the story is actually true, but let me share the story with you because I believe the strategy from the story, I believe the concept of the story reigns true every single day. And the story goes that many years ago, there was a successful business person. And that successful business person one day was talking about how did you get to where you want to be? How'd you, how'd you get to where you are as a successful business entrepreneur? He said, Well, to find out where I got to, how I got to where I am today, we got to go back to where I was a long time ago. And he said, I grew up a student in a family that was kind of underprivileged. I grew up as as a student, and I was always in trouble. I was the guy who sat in the back of the class, never took a note, disrupted, didn't pay attention, hung out with the wrong crowd, and the school just passed me every year to try to push me through because they only wanted to deal with me for 12 years, didn't want to hold me back. And then my mom had always asked me to take the SAT so that I could potentially go to college. Now, I had no interest in going to college, but I figured it might get you know, my mom off my back if I took the SAT, is what this, as, as this successful business entrepreneur told the story. He said, so about his junior year of high school, he takes the SAT. About a month later, continuing during his summer of screwing around time, he gets a letter in the mail from Princeton, New Jersey, that says, congratulations. You got a 1480 out of 1600 on your SAT. That puts you in the top 5% in the United States. And his mom sees the letter and she said to him, she's like, did you cheat? Did you cheat on your SAT? You had to have cheated. And he's like, mom, I didn't cheat. I actually tried. I looked left and right. And all the scantrons that people had were different than the ones I had. So I couldn't cheat. So I just went to work. She's like, well, I knew. I knew you weren't stupid. I knew you were just lazy. And he said that moment changed his life because he realized that his mother was true. You see, he was really smart. He was a 1480, but he had lazy behaviors. He behaved like a 480, not a 1480. But once word got out, because he finished actually the highest of anyone in his school, word got out that this was a 1480. This was a genius. This was a smart student. He started behaving differently, hung out with different kids, went to class, sat in the front row, took notes because he said, well, if I'm smart, might as well get something out of this. Teachers and administrators started to treat him differently. Other students started to treat him differently. And through that, he started to behave differently. You see, winners behave like winners before they're winners. Champions behave like champions before they're champions. And this successful business entrepreneur ended up going to a junior college, graduated with a 4.0, went on to do a degree in college, and a master's degree, and went on to an Ivy League institution. And became the successful business entrepreneur that was standing in front of the audience telling the story. He said, but the moral of the story actually came out 20 years later when the SAT group, the Princeton Review, does a you know review of all their previous exam policies and tests. And I got a letter in the mail, and it said that they had actually given me the wrong score. They had gotten my Scantron mixed up with someone else who was in the group, and I actually got an 880, not a 1480. But the moral of the story is, once he thought he was a 1480, what did he do? He behaved like a 1480. Bob Rotella, in his book, How Champions Think, goes on to say that LeBron James, Muhammad Ali, Michael Jordan, these athletes act like winners before they're a winner. Trevor Moad, in his book, It Takes What It Takes, works a lot with quarterback Russell Wilson of the Seattle Seahawks, who's an undersized quarterback. I don't even think he's six feet tall. He's one of the best in the game. One of the best in the world behaves like a winner before he was a winner. George St. Pierre, a UFC fighter who I had a chance to corner uh, and work with for many fights in his career, George St. Pierre said before his fight with Michael Bisbing on ESPN's Highly Questionable, he said, you know, winners act like winners before they're winners. Champions act like champions before they're champions. So how are you acting? How are you behaving? Are you behaving like a winner? Are you behaving like a 1480? Are you behaving like an A80? How are you behaving? That is what will determine what you achieve. It's behaviors to determine your accomplishments. And if you're looking to dominate your day, you got to have the right behaviors. Your behaviors must align with what it is you're trying to accomplish. And this ties back to what I call the four-step goal formula. Okay, if you want to accomplish anything, it follows these four steps. It doesn't matter if it's athletic, if you're in real estate, if you're on a SWAT team, If you want to achieve success personally and professionally, it follows these four steps. Step one, what's my intention? What is the goal that I'm trying to get after? What is it I'm trying to achieve? Step two, schedule my behavior. When am I going to take the action and the behaviors that I need to that align and get me closer to this intention or goal that I have? Step three, measure. We all know that measurement is motivation and rewarded behavior is repeated behavior. So you've got to track the behaviors that you do on a daily basis. Once you identify the behaviors and you schedule them that align with your intention, then measure, can you get yourself to do what you set out to do? And we call it the start, stop, continue, right? Once you identify, hey, here's my goal. Here's my intention. Here's the time I'm going to dedicate to it. Here's the behaviors I got to stop. Here's the behaviors I got to start. Here's the behaviors I'm going to continue. And then measure and track your progress. I use an app called Way of Life. I call the drill a success checklist. You got to have a success checklist for yourself. Milwaukee Brewers pitcher Corbin Burns talked about this. Uh, It was before a start against the Chicago Cubs, and the announcers are saying that, You know, Corbin Burns, who made a turnaround from literally one of the worst pitchers in baseball in 2019, statistically one of the worst ever as a starter, to 2021, where he sets a major league record for his first four starts, 40 strikeouts, zero walks. He talks a lot about the importance of that daily checklist. That's step three, measure. And then step four is reflect and refocus. So the four-step goal formula, set your intention. Schedule your intentions is two. So set your intention is one. Schedule your intentions is two. Measure your behavior execution on those intentions is three. Reflect and refocus. And our simple reflect and refocus process is to ask yourself, as I look back over this week, and I do this every Sunday, as I look back at my success chest- checklist from the week, and I say, what did I do well? What do I want to do better? How am I going to do it? That's your reflect and re- your refocus. And as you reflect and your refocus, you can refine and upgrade your behavior. And as you refine and upgrade your behavior, you will refine and upgrade what it is you achieve because it's your behaviors that determine what you achieve. Dominate the day. Thanks for listening to the Brian Kane Mental Performance Podcast on the Ironclad Content Network. If you liked the show, be sure to leave us a rating and a review. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Brian Kane Peak. I'll see you next time.